I've been told that they uh, removed finally the faxes, but what we see is that the fax machine has been replaced by a PDF. Welcome to the fifth episode of the ETAP podcast, where industry professionals give insight in the digital transformation of the maritime and logistics sector. My name is Sven Goivarts and I'm a documentation specialist for one of the largest container carriers. In this episode, we welcome Nico Wouters, IT entrepreneur and founder of T-Mining, a company that develops and tests blockchain-based applications for container logistics. Welcome, Nico. How are you, Nico? Hello, uh, good, uh, good morning, uh, Sven. Everything fine, yes. Okay, we are, we are talking uh, over, uh, over Google Hangouts. You're in Singapore. Um, not by now, it must be around noon, I suppose. Exactly, it's six hours difference, so we are at uh, 15 minutes before one. Okay. I arrived here uh, yesterday. Um, I have a follow-up trip uh, because I was two weeks ago already here. I uh, participated in the startups.be uh, mission which was um, a mission of 16 uh, Belgian startups uh, visiting uh, this, uh, this, uh, this great city. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a uh, very nice experience with a lot of um, introductions and uh, I, the nice outcome is that we have uh, several follow-up meetings. So um, I had to uh, fly back already uh, after, after two weeks. So. I understand that you got a, a an office there of some sort where you can you can work from provided by the city of Antwerp is that correct? Correct. Uh, so we uh, participated in a contest uh, which was organized by the city of Antwerp, and um, the city provides logistical support to um, four uh, startups, mm-hmm. and by um, offering co-working space in uh, BDNA office so which is a, a very nice office very central mm-hmm. um, in Singapore and uh, so we can uh, make use of these facilities whenever we're uh, here we have an address um, and I've been told that uh, certainly to do uh, business in Singapore is very uh, instrumental yes so yes let's talk team mining uh, your company can you introduce us to uh, some of its main uh, functions Yes. So as the mining, we um, want to apply blockchain technology in uh, container logistics. Blockchain uh, technology, uh, not everybody is familiar with this, but this is the underlying technology under Bitcoin. Most people know Bitcoin, yes. not always in positive uh, sense. Um, but as you know, Bitcoin um, allows to uh, transfer money. Uh, from one location to another location without an, uh, a middleman, without a bank uh, in between. Um, but I, what is for us um, important um, is that uh, the technology um, has certain uh, features that are, at least uh, that's my opinion, are, are really very disruptive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with um, blockchain technology, you can transfer an asset and an asset does not need to be um, money like like uh, Bitcoin, but an asset can also be a right to do something. And you can transfer that um, between any two parties. And, uh, and so, for instance, you can transfer the right to pick up a good uh, from one party to the other. 
Mm-hmm. What is unique uh, with uh, with blockchain is that you really have a, a transfer. Um, just to make the analogy, if I send to you a Word document via email, yeah. it, this Word document remains in the outbox from my email program. Right. So current internet is about duplication of data, sharing data, but in essence, duplicating uh, data. Mm-hmm. So that the, the Word document remains in my outbox. outbox. You get a copy and you forward it to somebody else after certain uh, edits. But at the end, nobody knows anymore who owns the document, yeah. uh, who has the latest copy. And so with blockchain technology, you can do a real transfer. So if I send to you Bitcoin, afterwards, I don't have the Bitcoin anymore, but you have it. Mm-hmm. And the distributed ledger technology ensures that, that you don't have double spending. So the same Bitcoin can be spent only once. So therefore, um, I, an, an asset, uh, I, what we can can really transfer uh, becomes something valuable, and uh, like money. But um, so you can transfer also a right mm-hmm. to listen, for for example, to a piece of music. And recently, a startup, um, a blockchain startup, to distribute music rights has been acquired by Spotify yeah? so if I send to you the right to um, listen to a piece of music you will have the right and I will not have the right anymore so it, it's, it's so the, the asset which is transferred is much more valuable valuable obviously if um, if you can transfer it instead of copying it yes yeah? for sure and That's... so in a similar way music next to music rights and pass the right to watch a movie or to pick up, for instance, a particular good or to pick up, in our case, a container. Yes? So you can use the blockchain technology, um, transfer the rights to pick up a container. And that is our first, um, our first use case. You can use the blockchain technology transfer the rights to pick up the container and that is our first use case. It becomes a, a whole different way of, of, of looking at a transaction, um, especially over the internet, as you put it. Um, what I also wanted to talk about maybe is, is the, the shared record that, that is created, let's say, that you that as, as actors in this transaction, you both uh, are granted access to a shared record that is also, if I understand, uh, I- immutable. Uh, it cannot be. It cannot be changed. It's it's set in stone. Is that is it is it true? Is it is it like this? Absolutely, absolutely. You can uh, look at the blockchain in different ways. Um, uh, in technical discussions, uh, I, I I consider it as an uh, as a big um, uh, distributed uh, database. Mm-hmm. And all the changes to that database um, are made via transactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And the transactions are not approved by a central authority, but are approved by the, the various uh, nodes so in, a, in, a, in a very distributed way um, via consensus. Yeah. But, so every node, every node keeps track 
of all those transactions, of all those changes. Mm -hmm. And every uh, new transaction um, needs to be approved. So, and suppose I have one um, malicious human mm -hmm. who wants to um, change anything to the data or modifies a transaction, um, this will this malicious uh, change will not be accepted by the other uh, nodes. So you end up in a, in a system which is very, very uh, secure and um, which is immutable. Yes. So a change to um, the previous transaction um, will never be approved by, by the other nodes. You are now listening to the ETAP podcast. In the second part of this episode, we talk about Nico's background in the telecom sector and how he wound up in the maritime world. Personal question uh, with regards to your own background. You, you have a background in, in, in telecom. We are now in, in the world of, of maritime logistics, of, of handling containers. Um, can, can you tell us something about how, how you wa wound up there? What, what drew you to um, maritime logistics? Well, first of all, I'm not um, the only founder of the company. Um, so I founded uh, the company together with uh, two uh, people who have, uh, compared to me, much more experience in, uh, in uh, maritime logistics. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, myself, indeed, I come from uh, the telecom uh, sector. I had, uh, I created there also a, a company in 2004. Um, but decided in uh, end of 2015 uh, I had to change uh, sector. Um, I was mainly intrigued by uh, Internet of Things, mm -hmm. which is very close to my my uh, background. Mm -hmm. So the, 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 the shift from Internet to Internet of Things is not that, uh, not that big. But then I, um, by early uh, 2016, I got acquainted with uh, blockchain technology. Internet of Things and blockchain is very uh, um, related with each other. Uh, but what is nice is that with blockchain technology, you can also digitize uh, containers without, um, by depending immediately on, uh, on sensor uh, data right. and, um, and you can um, have already a lot of the benefits and the promises of Internet of Things, of digitization, namely in um, automation and additional data that you uh, accumulate around, uh, from, from containers. Mm -hmm. You can um, achieve this um, without, uh, without sensors. Of course, later um, in future, when sensors on containers um, will become more mainstream, then uh, if you link that with the blockchain, you will have even uh, even further uh, further benefits. Next to that, I've done some uh, consultancy assignments in 2016 uh, in the ports. I, I remarked very fast that there is still a lot of a lot to do there in uh, in IT. Mm -hmm. I have the impression that companies are relatively well organized internally. They have their ERP systems, their uh, own planning systems, terminal operating software, um, transport management systems. 
but uh, that the bottleneck is mainly in, in the communication between uh, the different companies. And so yeah. they all have their own silos, data silos, which are relatively well um, okay, set up. So the internal process are very often automated and to a certain extent. It uh, goes wrong once you have, um, by exchange, required data um, between uh, the borders of, uh, of the company. Yes. And what I've seen there is um, a lot of uh, data exchange is, is implemented via EDI, very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, only occurring in the larger companies. And uh, next to that, um, there is a lot of information gathering uh, in a very ad hoc way. I've been told that they uh, removed finally the faxes, but what we see is that the fax machine has been replaced by a PDF, uh, by PDF emailing. So there are still a lot of uh, opportunities for um, automation, and, uh, and as I said, mainly in the, the data exchange between between the companies. Right, right. And so we see there a lot of um, opportunity for uh, blockchain. Why blockchain um, and not um, a central, a classical uh, cloud solution, which is more centrally organized? Mm-hmm. This mainly uh, because the, all central solutions are very much depending on a, on a middleman, mm-hmm. and um, this middleman has. Um, also, in the past, companies um, never trusted uh, a middleman um, because yeah, had to share data. Um, in the sector, there is a lot of um, people are very afraid to share data. Sometimes uh, uh, with the right reasoning, sometimes a little bit uh, conservatism, but they are afraid uh, to share data because some of the data, but not all. Some of the data is uh, competitive, um, and uh, so far that prevented a little bit uh, the success for uh, central uh, data sharing. Yes, we are convinced that a technology like blockchain, where the whole uh, information flows, who sees what, uh, where you can um, set that. Um, or define that very precisely in a smart contract that this technology uh, has has features to allow them to to, um, to start sharing of data without that they uh, need to be worried about who sees uh, who sees my data because it's all set in those smart contracts mm-hmm. and these smart contracts they can even be audited uh, by a third party uh, if you if they would like to. I, I guess also because this this involves the, the, the transactions, is it true that the financial actors, the, the banks, are great supporters of this uh, this evolution? That because they, they, they need transactions to be to be affected uh, quickly and transparently, that these are um, supporters that you go and talk to as as as, yeah. as the main actors in, in this in this technology? But the banks and blockchain that's a bit uh, a special relation, um, and this is obviously due to uh, Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. The banks are very great of blockchain technology, therefore they're investing a lot in the technology. So nearly every bank, including the all the 
the Belgian banks, uh, but also abroad, they all are uh, involved in uh, proof of concept. They're all by looking for use cases. Mm-hmm. They're all by investing a lot of money in, in blockchain. There are uh, very little, um, only a, a very small number of real um, production systems of, of production applications of blockchain uh, with the banks. They're interested in it. They want to learn. They have to learn because they consider it, they consider it as a big threat. And yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm not convinced that the banks are, uh, they more look at each other. They um, yeah, absolutely uh, need to jump, um, jump in the water. Mm-hmm. The banks are very great for blockchain. They consider it as a big threat. They uh, absolutely uh, need to jump in the water. Um, so I'm convinced that, that the first real use case of blockchain production will uh, happen in, uh, in other sectors. And, um, and, and that's, that's really um, happening right now. So in the music industry, also televoting, governmental applications, um, and also supply chain and banks will 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 take a little bit more time. I I, um, I fear. Um, our focus is for the moment on the logistical flow of the containers. Yes. And as you know, you have the physical or logistical. You also have a document flow and a financial flow. Yes. Um, but we 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 keep them for the moment separate. Uh, and but we are convinced that in the long run those, those will come uh, will will merge and then obviously uh, that will be the sherry on the okay yes um maybe to wrap up nico um yes. you're you're still looking for people that want to join your team uh, the your company team mining uh, what are yes. what are some of the the profiles you're you're looking for uh, right now well, for the moment, we have six, six people, uh, but we are uh, looking for um, a couple of more people. In the very short term, we're looking for uh, developers, um, which is in Belgium absolutely not um, obvious because at the impression we're all fishing in the same pond. Um, we know as well that we will not find um, uh, developers who have a lot of experience with blockchain because it's all very new, so we mainly are looking for uh, people who want to learn uh, learn the technology. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's our short-term um, focus on the recruiting. Um, in the mid-term, uh, by, uh, by the end of the year, we're looking for uh, more uh, commercial uh, profiles. Right. Uh, but that's uh, for after the summer. Okay. Nico, um... I want to uh, thank you for this talk and uh, I hope we we meet again soon. eh? Okay, have a nice day. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the EdTap podcast. Feel free to comment on the episode on our SoundCloud or visit facebook.com slash podcast. Those are three Ps. For more information, go to etappodcast.blogspot.com. Be sure to tune in next time and have a good day.